It is so important that you realize that the church is not a building. The church is not bricks and mortar. The church is not programs and plans. If you are a child of God, I mean, I'm talking about you. If Jesus Christ lives in you, you are the church. Now, if two of you are gathered together, then there are two, two members of the church. We say, well, you know, the church is the building over there with the steeple on it, or the church is the place. You go, no, 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 you don't understand. You, every individual in whom Jesus Christ lives, we're the church. And he said of us, we're light, we're salt, we're witness. So just remember, everywhere you go, the church goes. Everywhere you go, the church goes. Because as Christ lives in you, you're a part of the body of Christ. You're part of the bride of Christ. You're part of the family of God. We've got to get beyond this idea that the church is a building or it's a program or it's a plan. We've got to understand that every child of God is a member of the church of the living God. Amen? Hallelujah to the Lamb. I want to ask a question this morning. Turn in your Bible to John chapter 16. I want to ask a question, then I want us to answer that question together from the Word of God. And it is a very important question. Because every day, this is a vital part of our lives. So listen to the question, and then we'll answer it. We're living in the Pentecostal age. Now, what do you mean by that? The Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. We sang about it a moment ago. Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father. But he said, I will pray the Father, and he's going to send the Holy Spirit. He said, and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. And listen, every believer, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I mean, what, that's what the Bible says. What do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So this is a Pentecostal age. This is the age of the Holy Spirit. The church lives and moves in the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't live and move in the power of the flesh. We don't live and move by the personality of men? No. Any power we have is the power of the Holy Spirit of God. And unless we live and move in the power of the Holy Spirit, it's just flesh and it's absolutely worthless as far as eternity is concerned. Now, having said that, what is the major ministry of the Holy Spirit? Now, I know there are many ministries of the Holy Spirit in the world today. But the question I'm asking you is, what's the major ministry of the Holy Spirit? I mean, what is the major work, the primary ministry of the Holy Spirit of God? Your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives in you. Somebody would say, well, Brother Fred, the major ministry of the Holy Spirit is, is spiritual power. I agree with that, but what do you mean by that? You say, well, 
the major ministry of the Holy Spirit is it, it gives us the power to pray. Praise God for the power to pray by the Holy Spirit. You say the ministry of the Holy Spirit is the power to, to understand the Word of God, the power to understand the Bible. I say amen. That's right. He is our teacher. You say the power of the Holy the ministry of the Holy Spirit is the power to witness, to be able to be a bold witness for Christ. That, that's a ministry of the Holy Spirit. You say the power of the Holy Spirit is, is to impart to us spiritual gifts, whether it's a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge or gifts of healings or, or the gifts of service. Man, it's the gifts of the Spirit. I, I say, amen, that's a ministry of the Holy Spirit. And you say, well, uh, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to work miracles and signs and wonders to confirm the gospel. I say, well, praise God. That's a ministry of the Holy Spirit. But listen, that is not, none of those. They're all important. And they're all a part of the major ministry of the Holy Spirit. But that is not the major ministry of the Holy Spirit. There are two passages that will show you the main ministry of the Holy Spirit. The first one is found in the 14th chapter of John. Just turn there. And listen, Jesus is going to tell us what the main ministry of the Holy Spirit is. And most of these scriptures are in John 14. All right, in John 14, verse 15, I'm asking the question, what is the major ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in His church? Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. He said, it's one thing to say you love me, but the evidence is you obey me. If you love me, keep my commandments. Now he's going to, he's going to talk about the Holy Spirit. He had just told him, I'm going to go away and I'm going to go to prepare a place for you. John 14, he says, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. It's called heaven. And if I go and prepare a place for you, one day I'm going to come back for you. You read the first part of John 14, he's talking about heaven. But then he says, but now, even though I'm going away, I'm not going to leave you alone. Listen, listen to what he says. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father. I'm going to ask the Father. And he will give you another helper. And the word there is parakletos. It's one who comes alongside you. I'm going to pray the Father, and he's going to give you another. And the word there is another of the same kind. He's just like me. I'm going to pray the Father, and he'll give you another helper that he... I'm fixing to go back to heaven, that he may abide with you forever. Well, who is this helper? Who is this comforter? Who is this parakletos? Who's going to abide with us forever? He tells us, verse 17, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But then he says to these disciples, but you know him. You know the Holy Spirit. You've seen the Holy Spirit work in me, Jesus said. You've seen the Holy Spirit work through me. You've seen the Holy Spirit move on the hearts of people. He says, now y'all know the Holy Spirit. Y'all know Him. He said, you know Him, for He dwells with you. But look at the next part. But He will be in you. He said, the day is coming when the, the Helper, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit is going to come and live inside of you. And then he says it, do not miss verse 18. I will not leave you orphans. 
I will come to you. Now, I'm going to tell you, if I'd been there, and Jesus said, listen, I'm going to go to prepare, prepare a place for you, heaven. And if I go and prepare a place for you, one day I'm going to come back. They knew he was going to go away. They knew it. Can you imagine what gripped their hearts when they realized Jesus was going away? What in the world are we going to do? We've been following him for three years. And that's where we get our strength. That's where we get our life. That's where we get our direction. And he knew what they were thinking. He said, but don't, don't, don't be concerned. I'm not going to leave you an orphan. I'm not going to leave you alone. He said, I'm going to come to you. And the way I'm going to come to you is in the person of the Holy Spirit. And said, you, you're not going to be alone. Do you realize that the major ministry of the Holy Spirit is to make Jesus Christ real and personal in your life? In other words, if, if he was in heaven, and he is, and we were on earth, that would be fine. But wait a minute. Man, we need somebody who walks with us every day, who lives in us every day, who helps us every day, who strengthens us every day. And he said, I'm not going to leave you an orphan. I'm going to come to you. And he came to us in the person of the Holy Spirit. And the ministry of Jesus is to make, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to make Jesus real and personal and intimate to you. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is to make what Christ did for you real and personal on the inside of you. Jesus will not leave you an orphan. He has come to you in the person of the Holy Spirit. Now turn over to John 16. He says it again. The main ministry of the Holy Spirit is to make Jesus Christ real and personal and intimate to each one of us. He's not going to leave us alone. Even though bodily, Jesus is not on this earth. He has come to us in the person of the Holy Spirit, and our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. In John 16, 7, now, now listen to what Jesus said. Man, I, I, if I'd have been there, I'd have, I'd have said, Peter, would you please uh, correct him? Because I don't like what Jesus said right here. I do, but I don't. Listen to what he says. In John 16, 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit will not come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Now, now imagine, they'd been with him for three years. He was their life. And now he tells them, the twelve, did you realize that it's your advantage if I leave you? Now, I wouldn't have said a word, but I would have punched Peter and said, would you please correct him? Because Peter was always messing up. Peter, tell him, there's no way it could be to our advantage for him to leave us. But Jesus was exactly right. Because as long as Jesus was on this earth in a physical body, he could only be one place at one time. But now he said, oh, listen, I'm going to go away, but I'm not going to leave you an orphan. Oh, no, you're not, you're not ever going to be alone. I'm not going to leave you an orphan. He said, I, I'm going to come to you. And I'm going to come to you in the person of the Holy Spirit. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Now look down in verse 13. Don't miss this. The major ministry of the Holy Spirit is to make Jesus real and personal and intimate 
to you. And so he says here in verse uh, 13 of John 16, when the Spirit of truth is come, talking about the Holy Spirit, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own authority, but what He hears, He, the Holy Spirit, will speak. You know, He's going to tell you things that are going to come. He's going to tell you things to come. Now listen to this. Don't miss it. He will glorify me. Oh, see, I see the major ministry of the Holy Spirit. He will glorify me. He's going to make me real and personal and intimate with every one of you. I, I, I won't be with you physically in the body, but I will be dwelling in you in the person of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. He's going to make me real to you. He's going to make me real to you. Everything I've done, He's going to make real to you. He said, He will glorify me because He'll take what is mine. And He's going to declare it unto you. As I begin to think, about the major ministry of the Holy Spirit. Men, there were, there, there were five wonderful truths that came to me. And I want you to listen to them. I'm going to name them, then I'm going to show you just briefly from the Word of God. See, the major ministry of Jesus is, number one, uh, to make Christ personally real to us. Number two, it's all a part of His major ministry. It's to make the words of Christ life to us. It's not only to make Jesus real to us, but it's to make the words of Jesus life to us. And then it's to make the love of Christ real to us. I think about this. The Holy Spirit comes to indwell us. Jesus prayed the Father, and the Father sent the Holy Spirit to indwell us. And so Jesus said, now, you're not going to be orphans. You're not going to be alone. He said, I'm going to come in the person of the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to be very real to you. And, and my words are going to be life to you. And the Holy Spirit's going to make my words life to you. And the Holy Spirit's going to make my love real to you. Then the next thing he said is, the Holy Spirit will make my life possible through you. In other words, I'm going to give you the power through the Holy Spirit to live the Christian life. I mean, I'm telling you, the Spirit is going to give you, make it possible for my life to be lived through you. And then he said, and my Holy Spirit is going to be the power of God that is released through you. Now, I want you to take this first thing. It is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to make Jesus real to us, to make him personal and intimate. In John 15, 26, you know what he says about the Holy Spirit? He will testify of me. He says that. When he comes, he's going to testify of me. He's going to speak about who I am and what I did. He said, he's going to make me real to you. Verse 13 of John 16. Verse 14, he's going to glorify me. He's going to take what's mine and declare it unto you. But then there's another verse to show you how the Holy Spirit is to make Jesus real and personal to us. In the 15th chapter of John, Jesus said, You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. And then he said, 
I'm no longer going to call you servants. Now listen to what he said. I'm going to call you my friend. Because a servant does not know what his master is thinking or doing. But I'm going to reveal to you everything my father tells me. Because I'm not going to treat you as a servant. And you are one. But our relationship's going to go beyond that of a servant and a master. He said, I am going to be your friend. And the most important things the Father tells me, I'm going to tell you. Now let me tell you about the Holy Spirit. It is His ministry to make Jesus real in your life. To make Jesus personal in your life. And to make Jesus your best friend. Now, I, I'm going to ask, this is the thing that God really got me thinking about this and stirred me up. And I want you to be honest in your answer. Now, don't, don't, don't play the religious game. Don't, don't, because I'm not going to ask you to speak out loud. But I'm going to ask you this now. Listen to me. How real is Jesus to you? How real? I'm not talking about just an emotion. I, I'm not talking about just a feeling. I mean, I mean how real? How real is Jesus to you? How personal? I mean, is, is he personal to you? How personal is Jesus to you? How intimate are you with Jesus? Do, do you, let me ask you, is he your friend? Do you just talk to him? Yes, it's Lord, King. But do you talk to him like you talk to a friend? Somebody says, what is a friend? A friend is those who are walking in when everybody else is walking out. It's easy for people to abandon you when things aren't right. But I'll tell you, hallelujah, if you're a child of God, Jesus will never abandon you. Jesus won't walk out when things get tough in your life. Can I ask you, has the Holy Spirit glorified Christ to you personally? Has the Holy Spirit made Jesus real? I got to thinking. Now, do you just have your mother's Christ? Is that the only Christ you have? Well, my mother was a great Christian. I, but, but, but it's the only Christ you have? Is your mother's Christ? Is he, well, my dad was a, was a great Christian. Well, is the only Christ you have your father's Christ? Well, well I grew up in a church that, that talked about Christ. Well, is the only Christ you have your church's Christ? Is the only Christ you have an intellectual Christ? Oh, I believe in him. Is the only Christ you have an emotional Christ? Well, occasionally I, I, I feel like I know him. Is the only Christ you have a historical Christ? But I want to ask you, is he a personal Christ? You say, Brother Fred, I know him. I know him. He's personal to me. He's intimate to me. I talk to him. I, I know that he understands me. And I believe he talks back to me. He's not just a historical, distant, intellectual Christ, the Christ of someone else. He's my Jesus. Hallelujah. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's so personal to me. I, 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 could go, I can go through the fire 
because I know Jesus is with me. I can face the world, the flesh, and the devil because I know that Jesus Christ lives in me. Oh, I know there are many things that I could never, ever overcome in my power, but I'm going to tell you, Jesus Christ is real to me. He's personal, and I know him, and he is the strength of my life. It is the work of the Holy Spirit to make Jesus Christ personal to you. I will not leave you an orphan, he said. I'm going to come to you. And he said, I, I, I'm go- the Holy Spirit's going to testify of me to you. And he said, the Holy Spirit's going to take what's mine and declare it unto you. Friend, I'm telling you, I, I don't want to live in this, this, this perilous world with a distant, intellectual, historical Christ. Man, I got to know. I got to know Jesus And i got to know he's a friend. And got to know he's there in me. And that whatever I face, I'll never be alone. Because Christ lives in me. The Holy Spirit has come. And my body is his temple. And he's made Christ real to me. But, But let me tell you the second thing. The major, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is not just to make Christ real to you. But it's to make the words of Christ life to you. Man, it's amazing how uh, over and over again, Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of truth. Listen to John chapter 14, verse 17. Listen, he says, the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. He said, you know what the Holy Spirit's going to do? He's going to take my words and he's going to make them life to you. You're going to find life in the words that I've spoken. He said, the Spirit of truth. He's going to come and speak to you. Then he says in verse 26, But when the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father sends in my name, he will teach you all things. He said, listen, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is not only to make me personal and real to you, but he's to make the words of life, my words, life to you. He said, he will teach you all things, and he will bring to your remembrance everything that I said to you. You see, the words of Christ, man, they're the words of life. And he says, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is going to take my word and make it life to you. You're going to remember it. And I'm going to teach you all things. He says it again in uh, chapter 15, verse 26. He calls him the spirit of truth. When the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. He says it again. In chapter 16, verse 13, that I, uh, uh, that I uh, said, it says, However, when the Spirit of truth is come, He will guide you into all truth. Hey, by the way, now I want you to listen. When Jesus said, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. When He said, The Spirit of truth is come, He will bring everything to your remembrance. And he said he will teach you all things. Did you know? They didn't have the Bible. But you know where we got the Bible from? Because after Jesus ascended into heaven, and he sent the Holy Spirit, and he came, and he indwelled Matthew, guess what Matthew did? The Holy Spirit brought to Matthew's memory all the miracles Jesus performed, 
all the teachings Jesus taught. And guess what Matthew did? He wrote the Gospel of Matthew. And then the Holy Spirit came to Peter and to Mark. And, and the Holy Spirit reminded them of all that Jesus did. And taught them about all that Jesus said. And guess what they wrote? They wrote the book of Mark. And then Luke, the physician, was always with Jesus. And, and, and he heard Jesus. And, and, and the Spirit of God came and dwelt in Luke. And you know what the Holy Spirit did? He reminded Luke of all the miracles Jesus performed. He reminded Luke of all the, the teachings Jesus taught. And you know what Luke did? The Holy Spirit taught him. And he wrote the gospel of Luke. And then there was the beloved disciple John. The one who laid his head on Jesus' breast. And you know, John filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit came and he said, I'm going to bring John, I'm going to bring everything to your remembrance. And he reminded John of when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And John wrote it down. And he reminded John of, of the other miracles that Jesus worked. And then he got John on the Isle of Patmos because of his faith. And, and he gave him the book of Revelation. Do you know something? It is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Not only to make Jesus real to us, but to make the words of Jesus life to us. And you know this book? It's all that Jesus said and all that Jesus did and all that Jesus taught. And the Holy Spirit gave it to the disciples. And guess what? This is not a book from man. This is the Word of the living God. This is God's book. It's God's book. I mean, you say, I wish I'd have been there. You are there. Go read about it. They told you exactly what he did. And I'm telling you the words of Jesus as we're taught by the Holy Spirit. Man, they are words of life to us. So it is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to make the person of Christ real to us. It is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to make the words of Christ life to us. But you know, it's the word of the Holy Spirit. It is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to make the love of Jesus real to us. You know, you'll never know how much God loves you. And you'll never know how much Jesus loves you unless the Holy Spirit shows you. you you'll never do that. <clears throat> in fact, why don't you open your Bible to Ephesians? I want to show you something. <clears throat> Look in the third chapter. And it'll tell you that it is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to reveal to you how much Jesus loves you. You know, some of you have problems believing that. You say, Brother Fred, nobody's ever loved me. From all, all, all I can remember from my earliest days was rejection. It's like my mother didn't want me, like my father didn't want me. It's like I kind of grew up on an island by myself. And I've never really, you, you talk about this love bit. I'm just telling you that all I've ever known basically is rejection. Disappointment. I was a burden or a bother. I'm not sure I really know what it is to ever, really, 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 to be loved unconditionally. And you'll never know that. Unless the Holy Spirit reveals it to you. I told you the story. And I'm not going to give the details. Of my encounter with a young pastor at the Cracker Barrel in, 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 uh, in Foley. And his young son, Caleb, had died of, of cancer. A brain tumor. And I was... 
meeting with him just to encourage him. And I never will forget, he made a statement that when he told me, it broke my heart. And for two weeks, I just wept every time I thought about it. I don't know if I can tell it now without weeping. He said, Brother Fred, when we were going through that brain tumor with Caleb, he was, got it when he was a year and a half and died when he was, went to be with the Lord when he was three. He said, we were up and down. One day we'd be encouraged, another day we'd be discouraged. One day we'd get good news, another day we'd get bad news. He said, my heart was broken. My faith was tested. But then he said it. He said, but everything changed. After about two years, one day, I was spending some time with God. And the Holy Spirit revealed to me how much God loved me. And he said, from that moment on, I had a peace that was unexplainable. I wasn't up and down, in and out. I was so secure in the love of Jesus that I could face anything that came into my life. I left there. I said to the Lord, this has been about four years ago. I said, God, I, I, I don't, Jesus, I don't know your love like that. Oh, I, I want to know that kind of love. I know you love me, Lord. But man, I've never seen a person so secure in the love of God. And then this passage came to me, and I want you to listen to it. It, it says how the Holy Spirit makes the love of Christ real to us. In the third chapter of Ephesians, listen to what it says. He says, Paul is praying for the Ephesian Christians. He said, for this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am praying for you. I'm on my knees praying to the Father on behalf of you Ephesian Christians. For this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom the whole family of heaven and earth is known. Now listen to this. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Holy Spirit in your inner man. He said, I know where you need strength. You need strength in your soul. You need strength in your spirit. And so I am praying that God, by his Holy Spirit, will strengthen you with might in your inner man. And then he says it, though, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. And listen to what he says. That you being rooted, get this now, and grounded in love. He said, I'm praying for you that the Holy Spirit will strengthen you in your spirit and that Jesus Christ will fill at home in your heart and that you'll be rooted. Now, wait a minute. He didn't say rooted and grounded in faith and, or rooted and grounded in knowledge. He said, and that you'll be rooted and grounded in love. And then he says it. That you may be able to understand with all the saints how wide, how long, how deep, and how high is the love of Christ which passes knowledge 
that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Do you know what he said? I am praying that the Holy Spirit will make you just feel comfortable with Jesus in your heart. And that you, you, you just go deeper and deeper in love. And then I, I'm just praying this now. That the Holy Spirit will show you how wide the love of Jesus is for you. And, and I'm praying that he'll show you how high the love of Jesus is for you. And how deep the love of Jesus is for you. The width and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge that you might be filled with the fullness of God. If you ever, by the Holy Spirit, know how much Jesus loves you, it will transform your life. It will change your life. The devil's a liar. He's a thief. He's an accuser. But when you know how much the Son of God loves you, how high it is and deep it is and wide it is and long it is, when you are secure in the love of God, all the demons of hell cannot shake you. Well, why are you so secure? Because I know how much Jesus loves me. You say, but Brother Fred, <laughs> you don't know all I've done. Jesus knows everything you've done. And he loves you more than anybody else could ever love you. Why? Because God created you. And the Bible says God is love. And God's first manifestation toward us, the only time you'll ever experience the wrath of God, is when you reject the love of God. You know what the major ministry of the Holy Spirit is? To make Jesus real to us. To make the words of Christ life to us. And to make the love of Jesus real to us. I tell you, there's a security in knowing God how much he loves you. Just ask the Holy Spirit, will you, would you show me how much Jesus loves me? Then it doesn't matter if everybody in the world rejects you. It, you care because nobody likes to be rejected. But if you know how much you're loved by Jesus, you can go through anything. Well, and it's also the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Not only to make Christ real to you and make the words of Christ life to you and to make God's, the love of Jesus real to you, but it's, a ma it's a major, part of that major ministry of the Spirit is to produce the life of Christ in you. Now stay with me. To produce <clears throat> the life of Christ in you. Now I want you to listen to two verses, and that's all I'm going to give you, but you think about this. You say, Brother Fred, nobody can be like Jesus in their own power. I agree. <clears throat> No one can be like Jesus in their own power. Somebody says, is the Christian life difficult? I said, it's impossible. I can't live the Christian life. You can't live the Christian life. The only person that ever lived the Christian life is Jesus Christ. But Jesus comes to live in us in the person of the Holy Spirit and listen to what he said. He said, I'm going to give you the power for my life to come out of you. Oh, I love it. It's a picture it's one of the greatest pictures in the Word of God. In John chapter 7, now here's a picture of the Holy Spirit who gives us the power to make the life of Christ possible through us. Listen to what it says. On the last day, John seven thirty seven, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. 
He who believes in me, now listen to this, he tells, those of you who believe in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. This spoke he concerning the Spirit, whom those believing on him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Hey, you know what Jesus said? If you are thirsty, thirsty for reality, thirsty to know love, thirsty to know a life that is righteous and holy. If you're thirsty, he said, you come to me and drink. He said, and you know what's going to happen? When you come to me and drink, the Holy Spirit is going to fill you. And it's going, the Holy Spirit is going to flow out of you. My life is going to come out of you like a river of living water. Do you know, can I tell you something about water? Everywhere water goes, there's power. If you don't think there's not power in water, you, you, you just let a heavy rain come and you try to drive your car through where you're not supposed to drive it. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, let me tell you something. That, that, it can be that deep and it can have enough power to sweep a car off into the culvert. The water has power. But you know, everywhere water goes, there's life. Have you noticed that civilizations always grow up around rivers? Why? Because you can't have life without water. Let me tell you one thing about the Holy Spirit. He's the living water of the life of Jesus Christ. And he said, if you believe in me, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And out of you, praise God, will flow a river of living water. And everywhere you go, there'll be life. There won't be death. There'll be life. You see, the ministry of the Spirit is to make the life of Christ possible through us. A river of living water. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love. That's Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit's joy. That's Jesus. Fruit of the Spirit's peace. Man, that's Jesus. It's long-suffering, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's faithfulness. That's Jesus. It's the life of Jesus. You know the major ministry of the Holy Spirit? To make Christ real and personal to you. To make the words of Christ life to you. To make the love of Jesus real to you. And to make the life of Christ possible in you and through you is called a river of living water it is called the fruit of the spirit which is the life of jesus and the last thing is this it is the major ministry of the spirit to release the power of christ through us i'm going to tell you something the religion you see in america is not the religion of the bible okay <laughs> you say boy that's kind of strong isn't it well you want to see what the church was? Read the book of Acts. And the book of Acts, you know what they said about those Christians in the book of Acts? Those men that turned the world upside down have come here also. Whew. I don't see the church turning the world upside down today. I see the world turn, turning the church upside down. 
You want to know what a church is supposed to be? You read the book of Acts, and you'll see the power of the Holy Spirit. It says, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and spoke the word of God with boldness. And many signs and wonders were done by the apostles, and with great power they gave witness to the resurrection. I'm going to tell you, the problem with the church, there's no power. And the only power is going to be the power in the individual Christian who is allowing the Holy Spirit to make Jesus real to them. Praise God. It is a ministry of the Holy Spirit to release the power of Jesus through us. The power to witness and the power to pray and the power to see God do that which only can be explained as God. Somebody asked me, Brother Fred, what can God do today? Anything he's ever done. I'm tired of people writing me books telling me what God can't do when I got a book that tells me what God can do. That's all I need. I'm, I'm excited about the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our life to make Jesus real and personal to us, to make the words of Christ life to us. To make the love of Jesus real to us. And to make the life of Christ possible through us. And then to release and manifest the power of God through our lives wherever we go. Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, Be not drunk with wine wherein is riot, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask this question, and I'm going to pray. Will you answer this honestly? Will you, will, you be, will you be honest? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or anything. Is Jesus real to you? Is Jesus real to you? Is he personal to you? Is he your best friend? Is he someone that you feel comfortable with? It's not the Christ of of your mother or the Christ of your father or the Christ of, uh, of, your, of your church or the Christ of the mission of hope or the Christ of the home of grace or the Christ of the water from... No, it's not that. It's, it's, hey, it's my Jesus. He's my Jesus. He's my Savior. He's my Christ. He's my best friend. Woo! I can't make it with somebody else's Christ. I can only make it with a personal Christ. And that's what he wants to be to you. That's exactly what he wants to be to you.